Mic check, one, two, mic check, one, two. This is the Moss Podcast, and I got a special guest in the building tonight, Mr. Dion Strux Supreme. Dion, what's good, fam? What's good, fam? How you be, Moss? Man, man, working good? hard. Yeah, yeah, this is the one I've been waiting on right here. For sure. Thank you for having me out tonight. <laughs> no doubt, bro. no doubt, appreciate no doubt, man. I do, I do appreciate you coming, first off, because this one is about to be very informative for all the artists that's listening, all the artists that's watching. Um, yeah. Big shout out to everybody that's listening on SoundCloud, everybody's listening on YouTube. Um, everybody, like, comment, and subscribe. I don't usually tell that at the at the beginning of the podcast, but I make sure I tell everybody like, support, comment, and subscribe. We're trying to get these numbers up. We're trying to get it don't everybody cost you informed. to support. It don't cost shit to support. Nah. So, um, before we get started, I gotta let people know about the little history that we have. But from what I remember is that I remember years ago you was an artist first, right? Yeah, yeah. And now true. you're on the promotional side, the distribution side, the, the the side that helps artists get on, get paid, you know what I'm saying? All that side. So can you break down exactly what do you do? How do you, how do you get artists paid and, and just everything you do as a as a whole? Yeah, absolutely man. Um so so like you said, um I, I was an artist. Right. I started out in music right. as an artist. Most right. of us that are in music that have transitioned at some point Started out as an artist, right. uh, a writer, a DJ. Right, absolutely. Uh, you know, various things that go into the creation of the content. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, though, um, it wasn't that I didn't have success as an artist. Right. Um, it was just that I was always intrigued with the business side of it. Right. Um, so through my journey, I kind of took on the responsibility of being more so of an executive, mm-hmm. um, helping artists build their brands, but build it with a strong foundation. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um, help them take the proper steps necessary so that they can have the ability to excel. I right. mean, it ain't no guarantee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I get it. I get it. If you, if you kind of have certain things in line and put together, I believe that you can succeed. So... Put together a company, me and my partner, uh, Ray Hamilton. Shout out to Ray. Hey, uh, shout out to Ray. You know, we got that Rabbit Distribution, which is a, um, it's, it's a multifaceted agency. It's not just distribution. I mean, we market, promote, manage, distribute the mm-hmm. artists globally. Um, you know, we doing live shows, public displays, putting them on platforms such as yours. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Appreciate like, it. Appreciate really it. To, to, to create that buzz and get that attention, that awareness up that the artists need and not just it be this smoking mirror of social media like today is. One of the main reasons that I noticed, you know what I'm saying, I know we're friends on social media and, you know, we follow each other on Instagram and Facebook and everything, but you're one of the only few people, and I'm not saying this to, to downplay anybody else who, who what they do, but you're one of the first people that I've seen to actually show artists how to get paid from their YouTube views, their Instagram views, they, they sound like anything that, that as an artist that you need to know. Because I'm, I'm sitting up here, I'm like, damn, I wonder how can I get this podcast to get, you know what I'm saying? Like cer- certain things. That, you on the way. You know, so, so certain things, I'm just like, I just want to know personally, like, like, so how did, like out of all the things that you wanted to do, like what, what just made you say, fuck it, distribution? So I, uh, here go a quick, Story of 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 my no, we journey. Got time. In yeah, we got time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I mean, no, I mean we we. It's a long story. I'm okay. gonna condense it. You know what I'm saying. Um, however, so my introduction into this, I was a, a senior in high school. Right. Um, I was in theater. I was in sports. I was very active. You know, did poetry, wrote rhymes, 
had an opportunity to be part of a group. Um, that group ended up getting signed with a major record label. Right, okay. Very young. I mean, going on tour with Lil Wayne, Cash Money, Ashanti, all these different situations that was in front of me at a very young age. However, I ain't no shit about the business. Uh. So we go leave out, tour, city, city, come back home, moms and pops like, so where the money at? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well... The manager gonna situate it, you know what I right. mean? Like they, the manager, she say it's on the way. So, right. you know, months go by, no money coming in. It made me start to think about, okay, well, what what are the steps to actually make money as an artist? Mm. You know, and um, went to college, went to Clark Atlanta University, got a business degree, start understanding mass communication and really the the steps of being an artist. Because as an artist, there's no guarantee that you're going to be a mega superstar. That's very true. Right? That's very so true. the thing about it is, is that at least if you understood the ways to make income as an artist, period. Right. Having ownership to the rights of your content That's and your true. music is always number one. You know what I'm saying? Being a registered artist, you know, being a registered artist is, is not just the only thing, but it's a very important aspect to being in a system that advocates for you to get paid off of your content. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you drop some jewels. Yeah, I mean, a lot of artists out here doing music, but who do you have collecting on your behalf? Or, or who do you have representing you? Or even, do you, excuse me, should I say, do you even have your name in the system to make money? Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of artists don't. So I said, well, you know what, Majority man? don't. Yeah, I mean, real talk, bro, because I come across them all the day. It's like, all right, I said, look, if this is what we're going to do, we know the game. It's no artist development. Absolutely not. It's no toolage to this shit. Like, at least when I was coming up in this shit, man, it was really like people that where you had to go to practice and rehearse and really work on your craft. Today, go in the wherever you want to make a studio at because right. you can make it anywhere, anywhere now today. Yeah. As, as, as studios you know, in Atlanta. Yeah, you can make a studio anywhere. We can make a studio... Shit, we got a studio right here, right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, straight up. Shit. Just straight I'm, up, just yeah. being, I'm just no, being... No, you're real, real. though. You're real. Like, you can set it up, put that shit together, and put it out there in the world. And that's what the artists are doing, but they're missing all the steps in between that. So, that's what that rabbit does. Help them, one, get their foundation together, properly set it up so they can get it out to the right people, mm -hmm. and not get fucked over. I mean, it's a lot of streams and a lot of ways that you can make money as an artist. And not necessarily be that Drake or that Nicki Minaj mm -hmm. or Sweetie or mm -hmm. whoever it may be that you see on TV 25-8. So I seen you talk about something the other day, which leads me to my next question. Um, you made a status about UPC and ISRC codes. Um, what are they, first off, and what is the difference between the two? All right, that's a good question, Jim. I'm yawning, um, man. I'll be on be stalking pages. So we got the UPC. Uh -huh. um, the UPC is a universal product code. So how I typically break it down for artists is like if you went into the grocery store or you went into Walmart and you see an item, that item has a barcode right. to it. Uh -huh. When you go to check out, the only way that they can keep up with inventory and keep it accurate count of inventory, what's bought, what's sold, what came in, and the whole nine, it's through that code, mm -hmm. right? 
So as an artist, if you do not have a UPC associated to your content when you're putting out here in the world, how are you properly tracking where it's going, when it's played, how many streams, how many downloads, how many sales, anything like that, Absolutely. you know? So that's the overhead of the project. Then we go into the ISRC. So with the ISRC is, let's say you have this one product, but within that product, which is an album, it has uh, six or seven songs within that project. Each one of those pieces of content now have to be separated and identified after you've encoded the total project. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that ISRC is also very important when we're talking about media base. We're talking about Nielsen, SoundScan, um, Grace Note properly tracking the content. If right. you're putting it out there in the world and you're expecting to have accurate data, that's why they call it metadata. Yeah, absolutely. If you plan on having accurate data, your content needs to have that associated before it's released. I see a lot of artists release it and then try and go back and do it. But again, that's steps that you should do prior to releasing your content. Now, with you having a distribution, that rabbit distribution, does that does your company help artists get both of those? Absolutely. I mean, we, we don't put it out in the world without it. Um, a, our process is very simple. You know, um, we have a submission link. You send your content through that submission link. It goes into the workstation. And we've already retained millions of codes through the orchard. Oh, so we already have codes just sitting waiting to be attached to content. Mm -hmm. Once you send that information through the workstation, we're able to attach a code to it and status it to who has the ownership to the code. So let's say if it was Moss Productions. Right, right, right. Okay. A code is attached to whatever that content is released, and it's up under 2019 Moss Productions. From that point forward, once it hits and is released, everything is going back to a bank for, for, their get, own. for you to get checked. For you to get a check, plain and simple. And a lot of people don't even realize, like, because I'm going to be real, if it wasn't for me watching some of the shit that you post, I wouldn't know some of the stuff that I say at showcases. You know what I'm saying? Like, Big facts, right? <laughs> like, like, and I'm, and I, I'm telling you this today because it's like more so I look at your page really more so to gain knowledge and to gain confidence. Like, okay, artists don't know about stuff like this. Artists ask me all the time about um, where can I get distribution from. And first place I send them is, you know, your company. Because I don't, I don't really – I don't know much about it myself, but I can bring somebody in that knows more than what I know about the distribution. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it, whatever happens after that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, I just told him, I'm like, yo, if you, I don't know this, but hit this person up, my nigga Dion, Struck Supreme, he knows more than what I know, and you can go from there. Um, but one of the main things that I do know, I, well, I can say I do know, but I talk about a lot is being my ass cap. You know what I'm saying? And most of the time, I'm not even say most, I say 80% of every showcase that I do does not, all the artists does not have BMI and ASCAP. How important is that to have as an artist starting off? Oh, man. I mean, it's, it's, 
extremely important. Like I was saying, you know, to have a performer rights organization, uh, an organization, nonprofit that advocates to help get you paid, why not? And most of the people don't even know what BMI the ASCAP is, first off. <laughs> Again, performer rights organization, I, I typically, you know, it's dumbed down to pro. Right. If you, you know, if you're in the industry, you, you know the term pro. Um, and I asked a lot of people, you know, so, you know, who are you registered with? You know, what performer rights organization? You know, of course, it's, oh, TuneCore or CD SoundCloud, Baby. CD yeah. Baby. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I know that, again, that artist development, there's a lack of it. And that's why I created my page the way I created Absolutely. So that yeah. I can give some, some knowledge, some tidbits, because to the hundreds that do tune in to what I say and what I'm doing, trust me, they always in the inbox like, yo, Struck. Damn, I didn't know. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I appreciate you. Like, you know, and that, for me, that's that's my purpose. That's what I'm doing it for. And, and at the end of the day, I, you know, that's why it's easy to make that transition. Um, but it's very important to be a registered artist. I mean, songwriting is one thing, but if you are going to register, you know, as a songwriter, think about this. You know, you get paid for your music being played on the radio. Um, if you have Sound Exchange, which a lot of artists don't even know about Sound Exchange. Yeah, I heard about that. Sound Exchange is the new wave. I mean, we're in a digital era, so a lot of artists just like ASCAP, BMI, ASCAP, BMI. But for real, Sound Exchange, bro. Like, Sound Exchange is what it's at. what Sound Exchange is? Um, so, Sound Exchange is a performer rights organization as well. It's the newest performer rights organization. And it's pretty much created for just digital royalties only. Okay. Being my ASCAP, you know, they'll do a whole shitload of stuff from performance, uh, commercial, composition. I mean, they international royalties. They do a whole list of shit. Right. But with Sound Exchange, it's just straight up and down digital. If you got music on Apple, iHeart, Pandora, like, bruh. YouTube as well? YouTube, bro. Oh, okay. These folks, they cutting checks. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not mistaken, I think um might have been uh, $2 billion made, um, or should I say paid out in royalties the last quarter. Okay. It's a lot of artists that are not famous, but if you understand the business side of this shit. They got money. They get money off their music. Off their music, they content. Yeah. A lot of them own it. They own it to the point where they can release it when they want to, how they want to. And if situations come, they're the ones in control to make the decision. So how do you feel about people who pay for, pay for views, pay for clicks, pay for, like, how is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how does that work man, with, with getting a check? Listen, is that even possible? Like how? It's, oh man, listen, man. Anything is possible the way the game is today. Right, absolutely. Anything is fucking possible the way the game is today because you've seen endless amount of artists manipulate the game, manipulate the system. Yeah. You know that's why they use this cheat code term because there are ways to manipulate the system. My advice to that question is: be smart about how you do it. This shit don't come for free. No, I don't. So you're going to have to put some money into it. And for real, for real, if your numbers is no low and you know you got hot music, I strongly suggest invest finding a way to help get your numbers up so that more people can get in tune. You know what I'm saying? This shit a numbers game, B-Moss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I get artists all day that send me content. 
I don't just look at social media. I look at those numbers, streaming, YouTube, views, all that type of stuff. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I look at it, and I'm looking to see, well, how many views do they have? Who, who's looking at this? Is anybody commenting? It's, you know, because as an executive, that's what we're looking for. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're not investing money in the grassroots side of this shit, you can't expect the other guy to come in and put a bag on you to blow you up real fast, but it's really no, you know, he might as well did that for himself. He might as well put the bag on himself and blew himself mm. up, you know, I mean, if, if that's the case, because you don't have anything built. That's what artists got to understand with that shit, man, you know. So paying for views or paying for likes or, you know, things like that, again, it's about who you using, is it effective? Is it real? You know, direct marketing is key. You know that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, true. I, I know, know that, you know yeah. that from this, this experience you just had from the tour. Mm -hmm. Direct marketing is key right now. Once you find your target audience, it's a wrap. you can take the fuck off. You know what I'm saying? And that's where we come in and help the artists. Like, the tune cores, the CD babies, the distro kids. Yeah, them folks, they got distribution, but and it's cheap. But you ain't never going to talk to them folks. You ain't never going to sit down and have a meeting. I got an office right here at College Park, Phoenix Boulevard, right, right down the street. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can come sit down, have one-on-ones. We got real A&Rs, real marketing professionals, real web designers, the whole nine yards. None of the other distribution platforms going to give you that. You know what I'm saying? That's and true. as an artist, you need a, a built-in team. You know what I'm saying? That believes in you. That believes in your mission, believes in your content, believes in what you got going on. A lot of these artists, again, they just recording, throwing it up. That shit is it's hitting nothing. It's duds. It's just constant dud after dud after dud. The only way that that changes is when you invest that money in the proper places. That's it. You can't just put money out there and expect people to just listen. Investing it into the right places so the right people can listen to it is really where it's at. I made a status earlier today about uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and I see I you seen like that. It. I seen that. Yeah, I seen that. <laughs> and like, it's real though. I mean, yeah, it's true. I was I said I said uh before Coca-Cola became a major brand, Coca-Cola pushed Coca-Cola first. And then after the years went by, Sprite came, Powerade came, Dasani came, Diet Coke came. And like in reference to what I was really mainly talking about was and I want your opinion on this as well. Um, how artists push more than one track at a time. Like how they push a whole mixtape and then they, for 30 days, 45 days, they feel like it ain't going nowhere. Then they drop a whole nother mixtape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do you think it's, do you think it's better to push a single and, I, and, or better to push a whole project? And then if not, how long should somebody promote a single or a project? So... I mean, there's them some real good questions, yeah. bro. Like, I've, I've, been, I've been studying like, for this. I tried yeah, waiting on, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, waiting for on sure, this. For sure. Like, like, these are some real good questions. Like, first and foremost, you know, as a new artist, you know, if you're a new artist and you're just coming out here in this music world, I, don't, I really don't care how much music you done recorded. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're coming out in this music, nobody has heard of you, you know, you're trying to build your name, trying to build a platform, I highly recommend starting out with a song, a single. Um... I mean, when you think about it, think, I mean, any big name artist that you can think of, who has just dropped an album? Not, 
No. It don't, it, <laughs> yeah, it don't work like that. That's not the process, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's a formula. You know, it's a process to it. So you can't just say, well, shit, man, the streets want a mixtape. I'm just going to drop that mixtape. Like, bro, no, no, no. Slow down. Slow down. Like, we can drop the mixtape. Absolutely. But it's a process to dropping a mixtape. All right, so you got a mixtape. You got 13 songs. Well, what's the best song on this joint? What's the best song? Not, not, I don't want to hear that, man. I got three. I got three. You might, but I'm asking you, what's the best, best song that they feel? Oh, well, no, no, even that what they feel. Just the best Just, song. Get, yeah. get, period. The best song. I don't care what the artist feels because at the end of the day, time and time again, the artists will tell you, big or small, the artist that they blew up off of was not their favorite song, but not the song that they felt. Right. It's two ways typically that we can find out. What song? What song? Excuse me. What song is a a good song or not? Again, we go back to having a team. We spend them hours at them times listening to the entire project. Several A and R's, people that have qualified ears to listen to good music. Mm -hmm. You know, come in and say, "Well, hey, look, this is that guy," and that's the one you push first. Now, artists as well. Even when we're looking at singles. I get artists every time, like, yo, man, they call me, and they be like, yo, like, what's today, Monday? Say Monday, yep. They call me on Monday and say, bruh, I'm trying to drop the single on Friday. <laughs> no, I know. It, it happens. It happens. Without no campaign. You trying to do what, bruh? Man, you know I've been on my Facebook, man, been promote. I dig all that. I get it. And you probably done told your best friend, your homeboys, your old lady, everybody, look, man, I'm dropping this motherfucker Friday. But every project needs to have what we call in the industry a rollout. True. Which is promotions prior to leading up to the release, bringing some attention and awareness to the fact that you're releasing a single. What's the use of releasing a single and nobody know? Or nobody listen. Or nobody even trying to listen to what you got going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Take that time. I typically tell artists, man, give yourself three to four weeks before you release a single to constantly take that time to interact and engage with whatever audience you have to let them know this is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then after the release, I feel like the duration of the time frame to push a project can vary. But minimum... Give yourself 90 days. Give yourself a quarter, man. If you don't know what a quarter is, man, you know what I'm saying? Give yourself 90 to 120 days on a project, man, especially when you ain't got no major budget to play with. Absolutely. Now, it's different if you're saying, okay, well, out the gate, man, I got 100K. We ready to roll. I got a quarter. We ready to roll with this shit. Oh, well, that's different. Then you, you, you can make things happen very fast. It's sad it's like that, though, because it's like nowadays it ain't even about how much talent you got. It's more about how much money you willing to spend. Well, you know, the, the thing about it is, man, like, unfortunately, that aspect to it, I can't really blame nobody but us for that. Yeah. Like, just us as a people and just how we've run the culture and just hip-hop and shit like that. Like, like you know... We literally have something that nobody else can do. Mm-hmm. Yet, those that are at the top of it, those that control it, 
they're not us. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they'll put us at odds. Against each other. To keep they shit fat. Yeah, that's major facts. You did what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So I put that, I, that statement, that's our fault. Shit. Mm-hmm. We did that. We doing that. You know what I'm saying? But what we have to do is, again, get back to having ownerships, controlling what we're doing. We don't have to compromise and sign to that type of situations no more. If you got your business set up right and you got yourself in position and control and ownership, I'm talking about business licenses and all. Yeah, absolutely. On your, on your shit. On your shit. You know what I'm saying? All the way through. If you don't own it, make sure your name on the paperwork of the ownership. If, if you and your partner, your buddy, your homeboy, whatever, however y'all got to do that shit. Get it done and control it because if you don't, that's all you're going to be subject to. When do you think it's good for an artist to drop uh, a single? Like, what quarter do you think it's good for an artist to drop a single? Some people tell me first quarter, and then other people tell me fourth quarter. And I don't really know because I'm not, I'm not a, you know what I'm saying, I'm not in that field. So I, that's when I refer them to you. <laughs> so, so, I mean, what's the best quarter to drop content? I, I can't really say, okay, well, hey, first quarter is better than second quarter, third quarter, and fourth artists, quarter. Sometimes they don't even know when quarters are. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, like to, to, to even get into that, I don't, I don't really think it matters. I think that it's about creating the right project. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And again, taking the steps to make it the right time. You could, you could have something that you release, <coughs> excuse me. You good. In the fourth quarter, and due to the fact that all the major superstars and shit drop they stuff in the fourth quarter. And what about hear your shit? Ain't nobody hearing your shit. So it was dope. It was hot. It was flame. But look at what you was up against. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. First quarter, you know, you look at the first quarter, you know, that's what everybody say, hey, man, I'm going to start the year out strong. I'm going to go hard. I see a lot of new artists come out in the first quarter. Well, I mean, because it's the first quarter, it's, it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to jump in this game, I'm going to jump in the game in the first quarter. Okay. It, it makes sense. If you play sports, that's when the game started, in the first quarter. <laughs> so I, okay. I got you. I dig it. I dig it. But. If you start in the first quarter, you do have to understand that there are three more quarters. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when you start out in the first quarter, it ain't going to even really be about what the fuck you did in the first quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, that does have some aspect of what happens going forward, but shit, you got to continue going. You know what I'm saying? You got to put in the whole year of work. And a lot of artists think like, okay, so I dropped some shit now in the first quarter. I'm going to get paid. Right after that. Nah. Bro, you in 90 days, three three to six months, you in before you probably even see money if it's done right. Some artists a whole year. For real, for real. Some artists, it's a whole year before they even begin to see their first piece of money off the music. So you got to have other hustles and other shit going on. But, you know, look, do it right. Absolutely. Period. Do you think, I made a status last night about this status as well. Um, do you think it's harder to get on or harder to stay on? Um, I had a lot of mixed emotions about this, about this question. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's harder to get on because it's a lot of people out here trying to get on. Like, I know, we know a lot of people yeah, trying to get absolutely. on right now. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I know niggas that's on, and 
the pressure so heavy on them folk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, be able to deliver, like they like they did when they came when they got on. And that's the whole thing. Like so, I, it, it's almost it's levels to this shit, right. as they Absolutely. say. Absolutely. So the first level is to get on, but once you get on, you got to stay on. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. I say that's even, man. I can't. I can't say which one is harder, man. I, I, <laughs> it's hard to get on and it's hard to stay on. Man. I can believe it. Really? I believe it. One, one guy commented. and He was like, "It's way more artists that have not made it than artists that made it that haven't that 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 can't get back on again." That's I and I see. I can't say that because even with even whoever whoever made that statement, you got to think about during, you know, just looking at the history of music. If you go back. Like a lot of people hear this term 360 deal, right? Um, if you go back and look at the history of a 360 deal, it was back in the 70s and it was designed not for black artists, it was really for the white rock bands and shit mm, like that because okay. they were spending so much money on these rock bands going all across the country, touring, fucking up shit. They, they making all these expenses, causing these record labels all this goddamn money, yeah, and they ain't made no money off the artists. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they said, man, listen, we're going we gonna to make this deal Well, you know, we're going to put the money out, but we're going to control this shit, and we're going to get our money first, and then we'll give you the scraps. You know what I'm saying? When it's done. But we're going to make sure you look good, though, man. Absolutely. So Basically put you in a position. Right. So going back to the 70s, the 80s, even the 90s, man, think about how many artists that got signed but never dropped a fucking project. Like, they shit was on the shelves, bro. Wow. Cash money... I, I think the last time they showed the actual roster of Cash Money Records, like, it might have been 45 artists and 40 of them hadn't released the project. That's crazy. So it's artists that signed. They done, they done got their chain. I never thought about that, though, yeah. They done got their chain. They done had this whole signing party. They done went through this whole process. Got the co-sign, got the pictures. Oh, man. <laughs> All that shit. And still ain't released no project. Lizzo... Been with uh, Warner Brothers forever. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Man, look up Liz. Look up the history of, of Lizzo. Man, she was with Warner Brothers and them man forever, and just got a break. It, I know for a fact. I've been seeing Lizzo with them for about four years. Shit. Damn. That long? Go look the shit up, man. If you think I'm lying, man, everything I say is word. No, I believe like, it. I believe it. I, bro, I, I didn't and, know who Lizzo was last year. That's what nobody did. Right. Actually, no, not even last year. This year at the BET Awards. 2019. <laughs> That's when I found Lizzo out about it. epidemic. Like, like who is Lizzo? And and she don't really do music for us like that. But you know, to see the see this big black girl. A sister doing, doing it. Her thing, yeah. S- salute to Lizzo, man, yeah. because I love the creativity. And I think, you know, that's what it, what it was. You know, going through these years, think about this shit, man. You know how it is, how hard it is for a big girl to be up center. Of attention. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they had the Warner Brothers was sitting this whole time, like, yo, the music dope as shit, but how we gonna market this? How we gonna market BBW? You know what I'm saying? So that was the whole thing. Finally, to the point where she said, "Look, I'm gonna put it in these folks' face. They done signed me. I'm gonna use their name, but I'm gonna go out here and be a trailblazer with this shit. I'm gonna make myself hot." Right. That's what Lizzo did, and and now. Here it is. You know what I'm saying? So even as a signed artist, like you said, even when a nigga signed on the dotted line, my dog, in most cases today, you still going to have to bust your ass. Like, you're going to literally start over. Everything that you did After to you get made. signed, yeah. right. Everything that you did to get signed, once you get signed, you start back to square one again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So 
how important you think is building an image with an artist? It's all about your image. It's all about your image, man. I mean, image is everything. It wouldn't be no Instagram if it wasn't about image. Because I feel like a lot of artists nowadays, especially at these showcases, they think that it's all about the music. You know what I'm saying? That's, and they've been wondering why people didn't pick them because, and they all sound the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, they all sound the same. They all rapping the same. And it's like, but what I do, when you come to a show, first thing I look at is how you look. Because cause if you look like a star, if you look like somebody I can market, then you already got my attention. It's a different vibe, yeah. You got my attention already. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and, and I try to tell people, because you, if you're an artist and this is what you, this your life, this is what you dream about, this is what you say that you really want to do, then why don't you look like a star or look like somebody, don't look like everybody else that's, you know what I'm saying, that's already doing this. So how am I supposed to be able to, to, to determine you from everybody else, if y'all all rapping the same way, if y'all all talking about the same thing, what's, what's, the, what's the importance of having an image on who you are? So you want to definitely try as much as possible to create your own image. Um, it is difficult for a lot of artists. Especially because, rappers. Yeah, it's, it's difficult for artists because, you know what I'm saying, it, rappers, when you talk about rappers, especially because it's, it's, it's almost a... An automatic image that you have of a rapper, True. like you know, the rapper has the chain, it, it has the designer sneakers and the belt, and you know, like you know, it's certain shit. Like, okay, well, that's a rapper. You feel mm -hmm. me? Mm -hmm. Which it don't have to be like that. No, it don't. it don't. You know what I'm saying? It really don't have to be like that. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, I think image needs to be looked at according to the act. You know, I, I was looking at the. Uh, Netflix joint, uh, the um, Dolomite joint. Oh, Dolomite, Dolomite. The Dolomite yeah. joint. Mm -hmm. And just how, you know, he started doing one thing, but it wasn't until he went into character. and You know what I'm saying? When he went, you know, Mr. Moore was one person. Right. But Dolomite, Dolomite. <laughs> was somebody totally different. I'm Absolutely. talking about from the wig and everything. Mm -hmm. And we see that. Now, I'm not saying that you got to have the antics and the bullshit, but you, ha you have to have an image and if you are going to be that character you got to get into character and stay at the character that's true. That's at true. all times that's true you know what i'm saying so i feel you when artists come through the door and i see an artist and i mean it's no disrespect yeah, that's shit no disrespect. everybody everybody financial situation different you feel me so like you know what i'm saying you might have this one cat that's blowing a whole bunch of money on his image and his look, but the music trash, trash. as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And I ain't even talking about his lyrics. I'm talking about the quality. quality. Oh, we feel we got a, that's a whole other conversation. You know what I'm, right saying? I'm talking yeah. about the quality yeah. of the motherfucking work. You mm -hmm. did what I'm saying? And then I and then I, then you could look vice versa. You could have this guy where you know what I'm saying, shit, this nigga busting his ass, he got a wife, kid, whoop, whoop, whoop. he ain't got the best gear, whatever. But the the, the music is all right. It is a little bit harder to help that guy that doesn't have the image, right. you know what I'm saying, be appealing to the naked eye, but you know what I'm saying, that's when you gotta, you know, dust them off, take them through the development, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, let them know, hey, look, if this is the position you're gonna play, at least when you're in this arena, try to look the part. You gotta look the part. Right. You ain't seen no basketball player on the, the basketball court dressed up like a football player. That's true. You know Damn what I'm sure. saying? You ain't gonna see no shit like that. You know, so you gotta dress the part. If you coming on this stage or this arena to be an artist, by all means, look at it. It's a lot of artists that done faked it till they made it. So I'm not saying do that. Right. 
that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, what works in your budget, what look the best that you can, come out ready to shine because you never know what camera, what lights gonna be on. Who, who watch you? Who watch you? You never know. How how important is um building relationships in the industry or just building relationships with people? Man, listen, man. Um, that's very important. So, um, building relationships, I, I think, is is key. Um, it it can help you so so much in this game because somebody is it's always somebody that's turning the knob but has the key to get to where you're trying to get. To. That's true. You know what I mean. So, it's like to have relationships and strong relationships, solid relationships. Try and keep your name good. You know what I'm saying. Uh, be a man of integrity, you know, uh, a man of God, and, and have, like, a purpose with what you're doing, man. That, that shit is really important, man. I don't really, me personally, I, I don't think I would be where I am today if... if it wasn't for relationships. It wasn't for relationships and, and having good relationships. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it's one thing to have relationships. A lot of people that have relationships done burnt every bridge they got, and... They don't give a damn. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they still trying to. They got what they got out the person. There you go. And And that's it. You know what I'm saying? But then, you you know, you have individuals like us that, you know, will take that relationship and see, okay, well, how can I use this person to help this person and bring them into my fold Mm -hmm. or or provide an opportunity that could help them? Because that's what real relationships are about, helping one another. Absolutely. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. I believe that might be. That might be it for all the questions I got. You got any questions for me, man? Cause man, I you know, the 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 one question um that I do have for you, you know, like how has it been for you, you know, just making this transition from being a, a DJ, which I mean I know you still you still are a DJ. Right, absolutely. But you know, we were just talking in the back about, you know, this whole media company that mm-hmm. you're creating. And, you know, what was it, or at what point was it for you where you was, I, I would assume you were back in the DJ booth somewhere just seeing <laughs> everything that's going on around you mm-hmm. and it hits you like, damn, I really have a whole production. You know everything what I'm saying? Like, what, at what point was it for you when that was the epiphany? You know what's so crazy? Because a lot of people don't know, I used to be on the radio in Augusta. I was never DJing on the radio. I was just, as a radio, that's why my name was MCB Moss. So <laughs> I was never DJing on the radio. So when I was in Augusta, Georgia, I was just on the radio. That's why I got a lot. Shout out to AUG, yeah. 706. Man. <laughs> That's why I got pictures with J. Cole, Wiz Khalifa. All that happened from radio. Jacquees, you know what I'm saying? Interviewing them. Nicki Minaj, just over the years, just interviewing people. So like when I moved to Atlanta, well, actually, I was in South Carolina. I moved to South Carolina in 2012. Still wasn't DJing. I didn't start DJing until 2014. Wow. Which is only four years ago. You know what I'm saying? Five, five years ago, roughly. You know what I'm saying? I just Shit, DJing. that's about the time we met. Right, right around that time. So, so it, but, but I was back and forth from South Carolina to Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta mainly to, to get my name out there as a DJ. And, um, but I really wanted to do the media thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like when people rap and then become actors. You know what I'm saying? And right, they, right, And they right, stay right. actors. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with that, though. No, and, and so, so more, more likely, like, when, when I knew I had it, you know what I'm saying? After the showcases and everything, I was like, okay, I got I got enough followers now. Let me start a podcast. Let me go on tour. Let me, you know, do this. You know what I'm saying? And Because and, I had a podcast recently, but it just didn't work out. And I was like, now I want to be more informative and talk about, you know, people that, talk to the people that I feel like will listen and have 
a following to where my people will listen. And it just Absolutely. Grew, grew from there. So, like, that's how the podcast happened. And then eventually after that, I'm about to have my own bar in a couple years. Like, so, so, like, that's the, I have a big I have a big plan. Like, I have a five-year goal, three, five-year goal, and then it's going to grow from there. So, having this platform right here with this podcast, that's something that I feel like none of my peers have. You know what I'm saying? And people will actually sit down and listen. Big facts. Big so, facts. And, and that's like, you, you said a media company. I never thought about it. Like, it's actually, it really is a media I company. I mean, no, I mean, it, it has to be. I mean, because, I mean, you you know, you know, I, I've, I've done podcasts. Right. I've done other interviews and stuff like that. This this nice, bro, what you're doing, man. I really salute you. And, I appreciate it. You know that. what I'm saying? That. I respect what you're doing, man. Coming off the road, 40 city, 40. Roughly city. 30. It was 34. But 30, man. Yeah. <laughs> we had canceled a couple shows. Man, after 25, man, folks be able to <laughs> tap out. You know what I'm saying? So for you guys to do that, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and you to spearhead that, bro, man, like kudos. Salute to that. you I appreciate that. for that, man. Keep it coming, man. You know, next year, you know, that rabbit will be a sponsor, you know. Absolutely. For I real. That. Like, I, I, I definitely that. want to come in and, and see what we can do yeah, to help and, with and that. That's something we can definitely talk about. That's a dope situation. Because I did it this year with no sponsors. I know. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> no, no sponsors, no investors. And, like, I've been planning this since January of 2019. You know what I'm saying? So. Like, just to make something, an a, a, a idea actually flourish into an actual tour. I did everything myself, all the bookings, everything. Bruh, you unstoppable now, <laughs> bruh. Like, for real, bruh. Like, you so, unstoppable. You know, the, these folks, you know, you you know, you got these folks shook, man. I, and it is no independent DJ, I feel, in Atlanta, Georgia, is doing, even coming close to what I'm doing right now. Man, listen, bro. Like I said, man, what you doing and how you doing it? Like I've seen cities on cities, and like you said, no sponsors, nah. no major money. Nah. This all out the grassroots, I'll, I'll out your grind, out your hustle. No promoters. The team, yeah, just you and the team that you got putting down hard work. And Absolutely. hard work brings success, bro. Like a Absolutely. lot of people want that quick shit, that snap of a finger, that don't last. And it's just more so branding. Everything I have is all about my name. That's all I got. It got to be. Moss Podcast. Music over stressful situations. That's all I got. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Moss Podcast. Um, the Moss Fest Tour. I got Moss Mondays coming. Like Moss, Moss, Everything Moss. is all about Moss because even if you're not talking about me personally, you're going to talk about me the in name. other ways. <laughs> so <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how it is, man. But, Dion, man, Struck Supreme, appreciate it, man. Man, I thank, thank you. Thank you so appreciate much, man. You, man. This is episode four. Episode five of the Moss Podcast. Oh, um, yeah. Instagram, anything you want to talk about? Oh, man, you already know the demo, man. Please, please go out, support, follow the movement. You can uh, follow the distribution company at thatrabbitcom, T-H-A-T-R-A-B-B-I-T-C-O-M. And you can follow my personal Instagram. I always got updates, always got events, always got a lot of things going on for the independent and emerging artists. Um, hit that up at Struck Supreme. That's S T R U C Supreme. Also, we got the Atlanta Independent Awards coming yes. up in April 2020. It's gonna be crazy. It's the second annual. If you was at year one, you already know how we're gonna do, man. Everything up, formal. We doing a nice gala this year. Oh, yeah. I'm calling it the Drip Gala. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. But <laughs> I went last year. I was nice. very impressed. Hey, well, this man, year I was you. very impressed. Was oh, very but we going all the way up, and you know we got to have the podcast in the building. Absolutely. You know, so we gonna work that out, man. Again, I thank you, no doubt, boss, man. Thank that you, shit man. mean a whole lot to me. No, for it real, means, man, it means a lot for me because I was actually like I, I personally had a lot of questions that I got answered on my own, and any Thanks. more questions that I, that I have, I, I move forward and, and just hit you. Yeah, up. and just you know for the artists, man, like DM inbox, man, whenever, man, like I'm. I'm 
not that type of guy where you know you can't like reach out to me, you can't holler at me. Like you can you can hit me up like for real. Now I ain't gonna just be you know with the bullshit. You feel me? But like you know if you need some help, assistance, or really really got a question where you you need something, bro, hit me up, sis. Hit me up, man. If I don't know it, I bet I know somebody that do. There you go. This is episode five of the Moss, Cat, Moss Podcast right here featuring Dion Struck Supreme, That Rabbit Distribution. We are out, man. It's Moss Podcast, y'all. Appreciate it. <laughs>